uh, week two was a letdown. I could hear the Pac-Man getting uh, eaten up by, by the ghost at the end of the game. Uh, Sam Darnold, week two, it, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Uh, No, especially not coming off that uh, Monday night game. I mean, we pretty much knew that it wasn't going to be a duplicate of that game. We were just hoping that um, the mistakes would be limited going into this game, the home opener. Uh, kind of knew that Sam was probably going to be a little nervous, especially being, you know, first game at home, in front of this crowd, uh, you know, fireman Ed Act to do his thing with the with the with the fans. So we were just hoping that um, you know the mistakes were limited, but um, some of the mistakes that happened during the game pretty much cost him. Uh, what one of my concerns was f- first off, it seemed like he wasn't in sync with the receivers. N- number one, number two, the offensive line had no push and they they didn't adjust. And you know, number three, uh, the penalties, and they had a couple of big stops, particularly at the end of the game, and they, and they let it slip away. Let's let's start off with the receivers, the drop balls, uh, Terrell Pryor not turning around in the end zone there. Uh, let's start with that. Yeah, I think um, some of that has to do with with the timing, and you mentioned it with the uh, offensive line. You know, in Detroit, uh, Sam was pretty much clean. Offensive line kept him clean. He had uh, good pockets to throw up into, and even when he had to get out of the pocket, he had a pretty much clear presence down the field. Uh, this week, totally different. You know, the Miami pass rush is a, is a very good pass rush. Um, and they were pretty much in his face uh, throughout the game. And I think that the di- disrupted a lot of timing. It looked like a few of his balls were sailing because um, the guys were back in his face. He couldn't really step into some of his throws. Um, and in particular, you mentioned the, the play with 12 prior in the end zone. Um, I kind of saw what Terrell was doing, you know, when he uh, went to break for the post. Defensive back grabs him from behind. And instead of Terrell actually carrying through the play, he turned to try to get a flag. And defensive back actually just carried out through the play and, and, and made the interception. Um, that's a learning you know, thing for, for Terrell. Um, carry out the play first before you actually ask for a, play, for a flag. Uh, because it's possible, even if he would have kept, um, you know, continuing with the play, he would have either been there to actually make the catch or, or possibly just break it up. It would just been an incompletion, and he still had, uh, you know, first down in the red zone, I mean, second down in the red zone. So it's, it's, it's plays like that that's going to happen throughout the season. And unfortunately, uh, with, with Sam being a rookie, um, he's going to have his growing pains. And, you know, that's, <laughs> yesterday he was one of them. I was really surprised by the offensive line. Uh, such a letdown when compared to the game against the Lions on Monday night. I thought they'd have a better performance uh, getting an offensive push. And on SNY, you heard Bart Scott and Willie Colon talking about it, that the Jets really couldn't get that side-to-side speed. They should, they should have been busting it up the middle. That's what Bart Scott was saying to, to adjust that, start going, you know, have the offensive line, you know, make your plays going towards up the middle. And then Colon basically says you, you can't adjust like that. You have to have plays set, and then the offensive line – isn't built for that. They're built for the team, the, the backs they have, and, and being really strong up the middle isn't one of that. What, what's your take on that? Um, Willie's definitely right, and, and he would know because he was here. Um, uh, so, with the defensive line uh, with the with the Dolphins, everybody pretty much knew that they have uh, you know two booking tight ends that are really good pass rushers, um, and secondly, they are pretty stout up front uh, in the front seven. So, in the the Jets' offense, they're their zone scheme is actually geared towards uh, up the middle and a little off tackle. They're not an outside speed speed team. So, um, and that's just to take advantage of the guards that they actually have. Uh, you know, Carpenter's actually a drive blocking guard, um, and and a lot of people know that. So, um, and, and Winters is as well. 
those guys can actually get it together in the pass rush, um, it's going to be great. But uh, for me, and I think most of the people who knew that this was going to be a formidable opponent uh, up front for, for the offensive line, and, and if they could hold their own, that bodes well for the rest of the season, for, for the rest of the uh, teams that they actually have on the schedule who actually have good fronts. And in the running game, um, the running game was kind of ordered a little bit, uh, basically because of the field position. Um, the team was backed up all day long, uh, and you know there there were no punt returns available. Basically, um, even though the defense was getting stops, the uh, you know Miami was basically punting from their 40, 50 yard line all, all day, and they kept the team backed up. So when you're backed up like that, uh, basically the defense knows. Not, not to necessarily pin your ears back because the team is actually going to try and uh, get some room running the ball. So they actually just locked and loaded in all the gaps and, and the running game pretty much wasn't there yesterday at all. Yeah, and like um, I said, that was a problem. And, and the penalties were a problem too. They, they seem lack of focus. And, and this has been my contention uh, the, the while with with uh, Todd Bowles. I, I just feel like sometimes that the team isn't prepared week to week. And it just seemed like this week, as bad as they played, as bad as they played, there still was a chance for them to, to win this game. And it just seems like their head wasn't in it. I, I, you know, what's your perspective on that? It's not that the team's uh, head wasn't in it, but because what you saw, um, Todd is actually – Todd has a lot of faith, especially in his defensive guys. Um, you see it. We know that Miami has a lot of speed, but he trusts his guys to actually cover, cover down. And you saw when he was bringing pressure – he lets those guys back there be man-to-man, um, and, and he trusts them. A lot of coaches wouldn't do that. Um, they would actually just, just play zone, try to limit uh, limit plays, but Todd knows that he doesn't really have a, a, a superior pass rusher. So you got to actually design, design schemes to actually get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, the pressure was there at times yesterday. Uh, <laughs> we got to Tannehill. Um, we had him throwing off his back foot. We had him scrambling. There was, a, there was sacks in there. Uh, but unfortunately, like you just said, there were some plays late in the game, uh, and one that comes to mind, which was a huge play, the, was the third and nineteen. Sack, bust, bust, yeah, and the third and nineteen uh, bust the screen. Yes, exactly right. that. The third and nineteen was a big play, but the one before that was bust the screen. Actually, having the uh, the holding penalty, which would have negated the drive, it, it would have been a fourth down, um, and Jets get the ball back even sooner than the third and nineteen. So, um, you know, those two plays right there were were, were killers, man. Uh, it, something that you just can't have um but um in time hopefully those guys will learn you know that's a that's all you can ask he puts them in position to actually make plays and and he trusts those guys to make the plays without uh creating mistakes sam darnold you know on the afternoon uh, 25 of 41 334 yards one touchdown two interceptions he missed a noon wide open as well and you could just tell yeah. it was going to be one of those days, of those days. Uh, how do you grade sam darnold's performance he was under pressure he was he was off a little bit do you give him a c plus a b how do you how do you grade the rookie i actually give him a b um Besides the interceptions, the one in the end zone to Terrell Pryor, which uh, TP, like I said, he should have actually continued with the play instead of turning around immediately looking back. Um, that's that's not Darnold's fault. Um, the interception that he did throw that put the Jets in a hole soon after that seven to nothing. Um, you know that was his fault. That's that's something that he has to learn. Uh, I mean, as a rookie, anybody knows that throwing in a, throwing a rookie in to start the season. There's going to be growing pains. The rookies are going to throw interceptions. They have to learn uh, con- defensive concepts, and, and they're going to get fooled. It's going to happen. Um, you just have to bear with it and hope that he, he overcomes those plays as the as the game goes on that he's particularly in and as the season goes on. Um, but throwing for 300 yards in your first 
first home game in the in the season, and potentially having uh, the opportunity to have more than one touchdown. Uh, um, you know, I'm not gonna kill Sam because he he's shown that he actually has the the tools to actually be a great quarterback in the league. Okay, we're on a short week. They're on the road. Teams on the road Thursday night don't fare well. The Browns are better than they've been in the past. Uh, how do you think they're going to respond this week on Thursday night against Cleveland? This is tough. <laughs> and I'm, this is tough for for anyone. This has been my whole uh, uh, kind of gripe, if you want to say, with starting Sam Darnold uh, as a rookie, knowing that the first three games they're playing three games in ten days. And this turnover right here, from a Sunday to a Thursday, and you're the traveling team, there is no time for practice. So basically the, the game plan is going to be installed with just film work and paperwork. No time to really go out and, and get a game plan fully installed because you don't have time to do it. Um, they'll be in today. Tomorrow will basically be just a shell game, and, and uh, Wednesday they're traveling. Thursday night they play. There's no time for anything. Um I know the game plan is going to be watered down. Hopefully, you know these guys have learned enough throughout the uh, throughout OTAs, throughout training camp, that if things come up, they can actually go back to plays that they actually haven't practiced uh, a lot. Um, that you know uh, the offensive coaches want to put in the game plan, but it's going to be tough, man, because Cleveland is a lot better team than people are, are giving them credit for. They actually probably should be two and zero instead of zero two. Um, I mean, you can make an argument for that. Uh, in, in a big way, if, if their kicker can make one field goal, <laughs> you know, um, they'll be two and all right now. So it's just it's it's going to be tough, man. It's it's going to be a tough place to play. Cleveland's always tough to play, even with the team being down. I'm just hoping that these guys can actually have enough energy to go out and and, and compete and uh, you know limit the mistakes. That's going to be the big thing, man. Um, and and in games like this, you do see. Tennessee Thursday night games a lot of mistakes. There's penalties, there's turnovers because the guys are tired, and it just happens. Uh, he says all the right things. We can learn from stuff, and even you know Eli Manning, all his years in the league, say we, we can learn from this. Do players really learn from this? Learn from their mistakes, or is it just this is who they are? No. Uh, early on, absolutely. Um, you have a quarterback like Donald. You have a lot of young guys uh, all over the field. Um, it is a learning process. No one has mastered the game of football. So every week you go out, it's going to be something new, but in time you get used to the scenarios and you get used to seeing certain things, so you just react. You don't actually have to just think about certain situations. Um, You've seen it, you know how to react to it, and you can go make plays. Um, So guys actually do learn a lot as you're going going along. Um, I mean... Guys are still learning five, six years down the line. Things you, sh- you haven't seen, you see. And you have to take that into consideration as well and, and learn from that. So, yes, it, there's still a lot of learning going on from, from these guys. And um, in film sessions, a lot, you, you learn from it. You, you see what you did wrong on the field because a lot of what uh, film study is is not what you did right. It's what you did wrong. So you can correct the mistakes that you actually have made. So um, these guys are going to be learning a lot, man, over, over this year and and. Uh, especially with quarterback with Sam, it seems like he's one of those guys that is into film study. He has a, a, a good mentor in, in McCown, um, who I know is, is harping on a lot of his stuff, keeping his head in the game, uh, giving him scenarios, giving him tips, and that, that bodes well for, for him and the team. One guy I think Jet fans have been waiting for to bust loose and we're still kind of waiting is Leonard Williams. To this point in his career, do you think we're ever going to see the player that we thought he was going to be, or is this who he is? 
I don't think we're going to see the guy who actually gets 10, 12 sacks a, a season. That's not the position that he's actually in. Um, Leonard actually can dominate a game by actually getting a sack. Um, unfortunately, with the way stats are nowadays, the, the guys tend to look at stats to show how a guy plays instead of actually knowing how a guy actually grades out uh, in a particular game or during the season. Let, 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 um, let, me, let me cut you off there for a second. So, you know, sure. stats to me are like home runs in baseball in the way we used to look at them. And I remember playing the game Stratomatic. I don't know if you're familiar with it. And, you know, the, yes. the sacks yep. with, with the defense. And I grew up watching Mark Gaston. You had a teammate, Jeff Logham, in there. Uh, is football yep. a little bit behind baseball in how they analyze stats, you think? Like you said, if a guy's being double teamed and stuff like that or, or how, to, how to read stats, is, is football a little behind baseball in that sense? Yes. Um, and it's due to fantasy football. <laughs> it's all about stats. The positive stats, um, and I see it. I hear it all the time with with fans of the Jets saying Leonard Williams is not playing as well. Leonard Williams is not playing that well. He, he's not getting the sacks. This, you know, all of those little quips that you hear from from Jets fans. But then I say, well, he graded out at a, at a ninety five during this game, or he graded out at eighty nine that game, um, and they don't understand it because in the position that he's playing in the interior defensive line, there's only a couple of guys in the, in the NFL who dominate from that position and get sacks. Um, he's a good run stopper. He's a guy who actually can get pressure on the quarterback. He's not going to get a lot of sacks. Um, he doesn't have that talent around him right now to be freed up one-on-one to get those sacks. Um, can come in time if the Jets actually get uh, guys on the edge and actually rush the passer, and Williams' sack total will go up. It will. But teams know he's one of the best defensive linemen that they actually have, so they're actually going to occupy him uh, during the game, they're going to make sure they know where he is, so he's not as disruptive as he possibly can be one on one. But he's in the game. His grades are are phenomenal as as games go along and as the season goes along. It's just that, as you say, with the stats and and fantasy football now, um, it just doesn't show with with fans. Uh, speaking of stats, it came up on the TV screen yesterday. Not that I would bring it up, but uh, Sam Darnold, the first Jets rookie quarterback to have back to back three hundred games since. Your guy, Browning Nagel, in the 92 season. So that came up during the telecast yesterday. Not that I'm obsessed with Browning Nagel. It's just it's just something that I can't get over all these years later, 25 years later. I just, I just can't, can't get over it. You're not the only one, man. It's, it, it's kind of funny, man. Uh, yesterday, halftime, I, I actually walk out. I, I go to walk through the stadium um, just briefly, uh, and I get stopped by somebody. It's hilarious. I wouldn't think this guy actually recognized where he's like, man, I still talk about that game with you and Brian Nagel in Atlanta in the first Georgia Dome. Him throwing for 300 yards. We thought he was the guy. Uh, trust me, man. All these years later, I, I, I still hear it. <laughs> so uh, I fully understand. I, I, You know, talk about how times have changed. I was actually down in Atlanta for a softball tournament when that game was going on, and I was watching it on one of those TVs with a little antenna and everything. It was all staticky. Yeah. So that's how <laughs> that's how much times have changed just, just to watch the game. And I remember the opening snap was a fumble, but, you know, he, he redeemed yeah. himself. And, he, he look, he looked great after that. After that. You know, after that possession, and uh, and we were hoping, and Joe Namath said this guy's the real deal. It just never panned out because Boomer Siasen came in, and well, the rest is history. The next year, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Rob Carpenter <laughs> with the Rob Carpenter Report, Week Two for the New York Jets. 
uh, gang, the Gang Green Report. Uh, also, Rob does some great work with the uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Westchester County. Um, go to bigswestchester.org. That's bigswestchester.org. Rob Carpenter does some great work uh, in the community. Um, so let's let's pay attention to that and keep track of what Rob does there. Rob, thank you so much.